Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. So excited to be here today in Northwest Arkansas, courtesy of Work Matters, workmatters.org. Work Matters is there for you each and every day to give you encouragement because your work matters. Oh, that's so good, Jim. I think that's how they came up with it. That's probably how they came up with the name. Yeah, so if you haven't been able to tell, we really do love what Work Matters does and are thrilled to be here at their conference with them and can't wait for you to hear from our listener or from our guest today. So one of the things that I would love to just invite you to um, become a follower on Instagram of I Work For Him. And I don't know, Jim, I don't know how you feel about this, but, you know, becoming a follower sounds funny because, of course, we we want just people to be followers of Jesus. But that's what happens on Instagram. You need followers. And it's not about... Um, doing that, but it's so much about just staying in connection with us, engaging with us. That's a platform that we just continue to, to try to share little bits of quotes and things like that from some of our guests. So I wanted people to know that we're out there. I work for him on Instagram. You know, Martha, being here with Work Matters is so excited because what Work Matters offers to everybody is just the ability to be reminded on an often basis that their work matters. And they've got so many things. They've got Bible studies that you could download to have it work, That like Nehemiah and Daniel and so mm-hmm. many others. They've got the Work Matters Institute, which is a, a semester-long, a 12-week-long institute that, that you can get paired up with a mentor and you get through and you get trained really to understand God's purpose behind our work. And they also have these annual events that they have um, to, that are not only uh, broadcast, well, they're, they're streamed around the globe, right. but they're also right here in Northwest Arkansas. I mean, it's so exciting. Work Matters has so much to offer. And who wouldn't want to come to Northwest Arkansas to participate in a wonderful conference? Well, people that don't like beauty and hills and incredible <laughs> food, stuff like that. You maybe. don't know what you're missing. And you should come for Seven Brew Coffee. That is one of the uh, oh, sponsors, yeah. and we're just kind of you know thrilled to have gotten to Some know. Some of the other shows we've done earlier today displayed my inability to control my coffee. It's just it's been a little out of control. Hey, on today's show, we're going to get to talk with Ashton Batten. Mm-hmm. She's from Mars Wrigley, and she is on, in the, on the millennial panel today and gets an opportunity to share her perspective on the fact that not all millennials, well, almost none of the millennials actually fit that um, stereotypes. The stereotypes yeah. for millennials. Yeah. And, and, and just so excited for you guys to hear from Ashton's heart because, boy, did she bring it. She really drove home just the heart of feeding in to the people that she worked alongside, including her employee, her coworkers that she invited to lunch. It's fantastic. Yeah, I think we should, can really be encouraged by what we hear from this millennial leader. All right, so make sure you stay tuned. You're going to hear more from Ashton Batten, and you're listening to I Work For Him from Northwest Arkansas, courtesy of Work Matters. Your workplace, it's your mission field. And in that mission field, hey, hey, wait a minute. Have you ever prepared yourself for your daily workplace missions trip? January of 2020, we invite you to join Martha and I on our very first I Work For Him Marketplace missions trip. The trip takes place in your workplace the last two weeks of January. Here to tell us more is Mike Henry from Follower of One. Mike, this is the last week that our I Work For Him listeners can get signed up for the I Work For Him Marketplace Missions trip. What have some of the past Marketplace missionaries, what have they said about their trip, and how can our listeners get signed up for a trip that starts next week? Most people say they plan to keep it going. 
One person said it's much easier to have conversations with others after you've done something for them that's out of the ordinary. We've heard stories of how relationships with coworkers or peers have changed. People have had some out-of-the-blue spiritual conversations, too. And one person even started doing performance reviews differently because of being on the Marketplace mission trip. This exercise changes our perspective on our job and our relationships with our customers and coworkers. Listeners can find out more and sign up at a link at iworkforhim.com forward slash events. Thanks, Mike. To join us on our I Work For Him Marketplace missions trip to your workplace, go to iworkforhim.com forward slash events. That's iworkforhim.com forward slash events. Start 2020 with a missionary-focused, ministry-driven attitude in your workplace. iworkforhim.com forward slash events. Welcome back to I Work For Him as we broadcast you from Work Matters Conference right here in Northwest Arkansas. Check out Work Matters online because work matters to God. Workmatters.org. Workmatters.org. Phenomenal organization feeding the idea of faith and work to everyone within an organization, not focused just on the top of the organization, but everybody inside workmatters.org. We have the opportunity and the privilege today to talk to Ashton Batten. She works at what used to be called M&M Mars, but now it's called Mars Wrigley. And, and he has a I, hard time with change. Oh, I do. okay. I, <laughs> I have a hard time with change. Yes. The M&M queen on the other end of this line has a hard time with change. <laughs> yes, she's tried different types of M&M, so I suppose you're getting adapted to change. There you go. That's a great way to look at it. All right, so Ashton Batten, welcome to I Work For Him. We're so glad you're here. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. It's a privilege to be here. So... We're on location. If people hear the noise in the background, it's because they know that we're at the Work Matters Conference. Why are you here? What did You actually have a special role. Yeah, I have um, the privilege of speaking on a panel this afternoon as part of the general session, and I'm so excited for it. And what is the panel about? So it's focused on millennials and leadership and millennials in the workplace today. Millennials. So are you speaking as a member of the millennial generation? I am. I'm a proud member of like the <laughs> younger set of millennials, but millennial nonetheless. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, she's just like, <laughs> what she's saying, she's not in her 30s, she's still in her 20s. Yep, exactly. <laughs> well, that's excellent. And I think our listeners, Jim, anybody that has been a listener for a while knows that we um, love the millennial generation. Um, of course, we have children. Because we, we have two of them. <laughs> part of our family. And, and their spouses. But at the same time, you know, one of the things that um, you guys have been given kind of a rough rap. And um, I love the fact that you're going to be on a panel and just kind of expose um, a little bit of more clarity, maybe for some of the people that are still unsure about how to work alongside of you and to manage you or let you manage them. Right. Um, because it's it's going to go both ways as right. well. So, um we're going to get into that a little bit more, but first, just let our listeners know what it is you do for Mars Wrigley so that they can they can understand your role. Yeah, so I have been with Mars Wrigley for four years, coming up in November. And Jim, to your point, when I joined the organization, we were not Mars Wrigley yet. I worked on the chocolate side of the business, so I'm in Mars. <laughs> what a job. What um, a job for a young lady. I work in chocolate. <laughs> I know. It's incredible. Um, but I've had several roles um, throughout my tenure. I started working on our seasonal candy business, which is so fun. Oh, that's a Who good doesn't thing. love to sell Halloween candy? Um, but I've recently taken on... I was on thinking more Christmas candy. Christmas candy, Val this Easter. This is a faith and a work show. I don't know. 
Christmas candy seems to fit better notice, than Halloween notice, candy. Notice she didn't say the whole word Valentine's, just Val. Val, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, why would you bother with Well, it's because no, you're a millennial. And millennials have a hard time finishing an entire <laughs> our, our word. kids abbreviate everything. So That's we get so that. Funny. We get that. Okay, so you were doing holiday candy. <laughs> yes, which is so much fun, and I loved that. Um, but I recently transitioned into a new role where I'm managing Walmart's e-commerce business for Mars Wrigley. So I what does that mean? The, yeah, so I basically manage all of our digital transactions at Walmart. So whether a candy sold on walmart.com or if a transaction happens where a consumer wants to order candy online but pick it up in stores, that's kind of the umbrella of which I oversee with Mars. So is this a technical job or is this a confectionery job? I, 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 I'm just trying to figure it out. She's not making the M&Ms. <laughs> no, I have been to a plant before and it's pretty incredible. Um, but I would say this is a... Again, Martha's really- dream job. <laughs> It's a real combination of both. So I've got um, the pleasure of selling and working with the Walmart buyers and the Walmart merchant teams of um, really creating a robust assortment. But I also get to work with the Myers internal team to make sure our products um, show up well online. Okay. Fabulous. So... Just if you guys were curious, you know, I think it's interesting because a lot of us don't even realize all of the different jobs and occupations. So you were saying, like, if I were to do my Walmart grocery online shopping experience, you know, you're you're part of that because yeah. I'm, I'm selecting those wonderful candies to put into my basket that I'm going to go be, and get in the pickup line. Absolutely, yes. So, you know, somebody's got to do that stuff to make it all happen. Somebody's so, got to do it. I love that. So, Ashton, tell us about your connection to Work Matters. Why why Work Matters? What, what got you connected? Yeah, so I was able to um, go through the Work Matters Institute almost 18 months ago, which is a um, really great program. It's a 12-week semester, and each week um, you attend class and you get to hear from um, a faith leader, um, at a, a big organization and um, meet with mentors regularly just to discuss how you can integrate faith at work and why that's so important and why this is a conversation that we need to be having at this point in time. And is that the first time you'd have been exposed to that idea of really connecting your faith at work? Um, no, actually, I was uh, I have the unique blessing of being raised in a Christian home. So um, integrating faith in work was something that um, really has been part of my raising. You um, talked about it at home growing up? Oh, absolutely. So your folks understood? Yeah, 100%. I um, accepted Christ and started loving Christ at a really early age. So seeing my parents um, implement their faith at their work and working for the excellence of the Lord um, was something that was really ingrained in me since we should I was be interviewing them. Yeah, you got to connect us to your folks. That'd be really great to get both sides of this generational story. Yeah, for sure. So what, when you went through the Work Matters Institute, which we haven't talked about that a lot on the air, but workmatters.org, check it out. What was the biggest impact on you, Ashton Batten, when you went through the Work Matters Institute? Mm, that's a great question. I would say the biggest um, takeaway I had is that Faith at work isn't just something you do because you're a believer. Work was created before the fall of man, and work is good. God instituted work as being good, and it's something that we should see as a privilege, as something we get to do for his glory, not just to bring home a paycheck every week. So that was kind of the resounding message over the the course of the 12 weeks, and that's something that's stayed with me since I finished the program. You just said something powerful that, well, you said a lot of things were powerful, but that, that God created work... And people don't have to be a believer to enjoy their work. Right. That God created work to be good for everybody, whether people follow him or not. It's common grace. Absolutely. Common grace. Good point. So how did you take that knowledge that you got from the um, 
Work Matters Institute and approach your work differently. Did it make you approach your work differently? Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, the biggest thing was obviously I've, I've got my own personal relationship with Christ and um, my work is rooted in that, but I was weak with sharing the gospel in the workplace. You know, we talk about um, wanting to, to reach people for the gospel and reach people for the kingdom of God, but I hadn't been taking that seriously in my everyday work life. And so um, since the program, I've tried to be much more courageous with how I share the gospel with my coworkers and with my teammates and with the people who work for me, um, and just praying that the Lord will use me as a tool to expand his kingdom. Wow, that's fabulous. So so what what specifically is there something that you can share that's been an experience that you've had in your workplace since then yeah um it's crazy that you asked it was actually during the institute where i um, was having lunch with one of my teammates um she grew up in a very similar i would say demographic as i did in the bible belt um so i think up until i had really thought about it i had just assumed that she was a believer that she um, was a Christian and we went to lunch one day and it became very clear that she wasn't and um, sitting across the table I got to lay out the gospel for her and and now I've got a new sister in Christ just because the Lord put it on my heart to be more bold with the gospel and sharing his message of salvation and I was obedient to that and he Mm. um he gives us gifts and I got to see the gifts of of my new sister in Christ accepting accepting the Lord. Do you still work alongside that young lady? Um, I do not. She has since moved on to pursue new opportunities, but we do stay in touch. She actually just had a little boy. What an incredible opportunity. We've covered, we did a show a couple of years ago of a a guy who shared somebody 30 years earlier had taken him to lunch and and wanted to make sure he knew the gospel. And this guy now runs a company with 180 employees centered on Christ because somebody took time over lunch, just Mm -hmm. like you. So you have no idea that young lady, how many people she'll influence right. the rest of her life. Right. What a privilege that is. It is. That's exciting. Talk about the, this role you have today on the millennial um, panel. You're going to be on a panel, so Jim's sneezing in the background, which that doesn't <laughs> happen very you. often. Sorry. So, Ashton, as, a, as somebody's being brought up on stage to talk about and be a representative of the millennial workforce, um, what is it that you want listeners in general to hear um, that might be on your heart as a millennial? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that most of the stereotypes about millennials aren't true. Um, We know that stereotypes are just overgeneralized beliefs about a certain type of people. And I think that's the case for most of the kind of negative connotations regarding millennials. I think um, the stereotypes that aren't vocalized enough is that um, millennials are really hardworking and they want to succeed in the workforce. They want to be challenged. They want to solve problems. And hopefully um, me and the, the two others that will be on the panel can be a good representation of that. That's good. You got to straighten them all out. That's right. Just start off with like. Everything you believe about millennials, you're just wrong. It's wrong. And if you want to blame anybody, blame yourself if it is if there is somebody living it out because we probably, right. you know, taught them to be that way or something. <laughs> I don't know. But you know, you made a good point. I love that you just said that, you know, you want to solve problems and work hard and um I think a lot of times one of the things that millennials bring to the table that we don't embrace enough is creative new ways to solve those problems mm-hmm. where we may look at somebody and say, well, you know, they don't, they don't want to arrive at a certain time or whatever that stereotype might be. Right. Okay. But maybe they were, they 
wrote a software program last night to solve your problems. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, you know, we don't always seek to understand. Right. um, But, but I love the fact that we've heard so many people, you know, we want to solve this problem. We don't want to just talk about it anymore. Let's get it fixed. Let's figure it out. And I think that is one of the things of many that you, that you do bring to the table. So what does it look like, besides taking people out to lunch at work, uh, what does it look like living out your faith in your work at Mars Wrigley? What is mm-hmm. it, I mean, what does it look like on a day-to-day basis? What do you get yeah. to do? Great question. Um, well, I'm lucky enough to work with a team of people. Um, so I am with people eight hours a day, five days a week, if not more than that. And so for me, what that you looks like... You're always so smiley. I mean, seriously, you're always smiling. What's, I mean, they, they must just love that. I, I try to be, um, and that's a great point. So for me, I challenge myself every day um, to speak differently and to act differently with the people and who I engage with. I think that's a really good sign of a believer in the workforce is just look at how they speak. Hmm. Their speech is different than everybody else. I know in Luke it says, um, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth flows. And so I try to keep my heart really pure and really intimate with Christ so that I can be a source of light and encouragement to the people I work with. And if anybody has heard any of our other shows, Jim, they know that we interviewed the owners and founders of Seven Brew Coffee. And Ashton starts her day every day at Seven I Brew. Do. And Seven Brews wants to change the world through kindness. So if you're getting that first thing every morning, oh, absolutely. you know, she has that kindness to pay forward. <laughs> and I just had to connect the dots. Shout out to Seven Brew because their people really are the nicest people. So engaging, so unconversational. So they are doing it right for They're sure. living it out. Jesus coffee. Yeah. They have Jesus coffee right here in Northwest Arkansas. <laughs> That's right. So I, I want you to talk about the impact of work matters on your work. Just really quickly, give a plug before we end this segment of why people should be engaged with Work Matters online. Yeah, I think the biggest reason why someone should be engaged with Work Matters is because sometimes it can really be hard and difficult to find like-minded people um, and have that support group. And I think Work Matters is the answer to that. It's a place where you can go to find like-minded people, to be encouraged, to talk through problems, and to really just um, live out the faith together. Very cool. Ashton, during your Work Matters Institute time, you had a mentor assigned to you. How powerful was having a mentor in your life? Oh, it was incredible. So the way the mentorship program works is that within your class at Work Matters, you're kind of put into these little groups of very um, similar backgrounds and just life stage, and then you're assigned a mentor. So I was with um, two other young ladies around my age, and we had a wonderful mentor named Ashley who really poured into us um, for several weeks, and that was probably one of the best things about participating in the Institute. Mm. So did you carry that idea into your life post-Work Matters Institute? Do you have a mentor in your life today a woman feeding into your life that's a little further down the road yeah absolutely i would actually be lucky enough to say that i've got several mentors mm. um i would maybe say maybe you should share yeah so <laughs> the the best mentor in my life is my mom um we're very Aww, close <laughs> shout out to mom what's your mom's first name terry terry way to go terry you've developed a phenomenal daughter yeah she's a phenomenal woman so i'm really blessed but um i would say Number one mentor is mom, Um, just such an amazing wife, mom, um, believer, worker, just all the things. I couldn't be more lucky. That's awesome. And you said several. So you have somebody else like in um, in a professional like 
um, situation, like at your work or another work? Yep. So I've got two mentors at Mars Wrigley. Um, they're women who are a little bit further along in their careers and have had a, a lot of experiences um, who we I meet with them monthly. And then also I've got a mentor at my church who disciples me on a regular basis as well. Now, are those? I'm just curious because I think a lot of people hope for a mentor, but they don't know how to approach it. Did you actually... I mean, like, do these women, number one, do they know they're mentoring you? Or did you go to them and say, hey, will you be my mentor? Did they offer it to you? Did it just kind of happen? Yeah, so I would say all of the above. I would say um, the best mentors and the most influential mentors in my life, I just kind of asked for it. I I, I approached them and said, hey, you're doing really great things. I really want to shadow you and learn from you. Um, Would you mind just taking an hour out of your month to just invest in me and show me what you're doing right? Because I want to shadow it. Did wow. you ever ask them to show you what you're, they're doing wrong so you can learn from their mistakes? I don't think I've ever asked for that. There's a question <laughs> for next month. That's a great <laughs> question. But I think we do talk about just challenges and how we've approached them in the workplace and our faith mm-hmm. and our families. It's really not a great sales thing to go, hey, I, I see you've done things wrong. And I learned how not to do that. <laughs> no, no, Could you please mentor me? I've noticed you've screwed up a lot. No. But now that you've I'm got just... that relationship to be able to say, okay, this yeah. month I'd like to look at it differently. To say, can you tell me about all the times you've screwed up so I can learn from your mistakes? Something That's like great. that. In a well, nice it... way. Yeah. Say that. That was very, that was a very good idea. If somebody, t- if somebody told me that, I'd be like, yeah, you got to have, they got a half a day maybe. Okay. So I have a question to finish up the show. Ashton, Tell me, tell our listeners from a millennial perspective, um, just a a way that they could maybe um, learn and engage better with millennials that they may work with. Yeah, that's a great question. I would say um, the millennials are the we generation. So we love to be included. We like to know what's going on. Mm. So I'd say the number one thing for any other generation to learn from millennials is just be inclusive. We want to be involved. We want to have a seat at the table and we want to help. Wow. Very wow. good. Words. And she did it in 15 seconds. Yeah, she's amazing. That's incredible. <laughs> we'll ask at, her back again. At, yes, yes. Absolutely. Ashton Batten from Mars Wrigley right here at the Work Matters Conference. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you so much. Can't wait to have you back and hear more of the story in the future. As you, uh, you five, How many years have you been married already? It'll be five um, at the beginning of next year. Five years married, a millennial successful at Mars Wrigley. We're so grateful to have you here. Make sure you check out Work Matters online, workmatters.org. You need to bring your group or get them involved in Work Matters National Conference that they bring in incredible speakers. You've been listening to Our Work Frame with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace. It's our mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iWorkForHim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iWorkForHim and online iWorkForHim.com. I work the number 4 him.com